I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hey, Murd Nerds. We have a very special episode for you today because guess what? That bitch Alicia isn't here. Can you believe that shit? Finally. (laughs) It's just Ashley and Golden Jay. Everybody's dreams have come true. (laughs) I don't know how I was gone this long without making this happen. (laughs) I know I've missed a couple. You haven't missed any, have you? No, it's because of my studio. Yeah, we need need him. If he misses, (laughs) we don't record. Um... Okay, so I'm going to kind of... Well, do you have anything you want to say to the kind people Um, today? Kind people, thank you for, um, you know, sticking with us as we uh, got through... We're getting getting through Alicia's sickness. Yes. Um, You know, as, as some of you may know, she... Was sick and then started getting better and then is sick again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we do wish her a speedy recovery and hopefully uh, she can get well soon. She has to because we have a shit ton of episodes we need to get recorded. We super do. <laughs> this is last minute. We never get to talk about current events when we record, but we can. I was sick all Labor Day weekend. Really? The whole time. Well, not the whole time. It was Saturday night. I started feeling sick. I was bedridden all day Sunday and then most of the day Monday. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. It was very unfortunate. But I got to binge all my TV shows, which was cool. Catching up on a little bit of those Netflix. I mean, that's that's what life's all about. It was all Netflix, too, which I jump from platform to platform. That's just how I am. I like, you know. To taste all the fruit, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Netflix is the only one that provides these Korean dramas that I am so addicted <laughs> to right now. It's not even funny. Korean the, dramas. Oh, my God. Well, they're like like dramedies, kind of. So there's um, The Extraordinary Attorney Woo. That one is the one that captured my heart. And I've watched <laughs> ever since that one dropped, which has not been that long, mind you. I've watched three since then. Right and on. I love... All of them, and I'm super excited about it. So everybody, go watch that. I That's still, my, I still got to catch bad. up on my She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Oh my god, that dropped! I forgot. I yep. want to watch it so bad. <laughs> Wait, did they drop the whole thing no. or just? No, it's. Uh, I think three episodes are out and at this point. And that's Hulu. I'm guessing. No, that is uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Hey, okay. Disney, I love your Plus. Yeah, Disney sponsor us. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's what I'm going to watch tonight. I'll there go home go. and I'll watch that. There you go. I'll be back in the editing bay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. He just edited right in front of me in the nick of time an ad, and it took him all of four minutes, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully it turns out and we can get there. We can oh, get yeah. That ad. He is an artiste. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, this week we're doing a topic that's kind of close to my heart. Um I was raised on pranking. We constantly, we tortured each other. So, like, I would, my grandpa would be sleeping in his chair. You know, Mm -hmm. grandpas have their chair. Uh He'd be sleeping in the landing in his chair next to the fire. It's like 180 degrees in the landing. And, like, that, that sounds beautiful. Right? Yeah. He's his bald head with his comb over. And my grandma grabs an egg and she's like, hey, Ashley, take this egg. Go smash this over your grandpa's head. 
<laughs> and this was when I was very young. So, like I said, I was raised in it. Have you ever hidden around a corner or in a pantry to scare a friend or family member? How about prank calling someone or TPing somebody's house? I feel like everybody in all the generations past have done probably all three of those things. So what about you? What's your what's your best or favorite or oh, most memorable plank, prank that you've ever... Um, I, I know. Uh, okay, okay. So the best prank that I've ever been a part of was years ago, and it was an April Fool's joke. And my sister-in-law, Dawn, who is Logan's mom... Mm-hmm. Made a phone call to my good friend John Baker. Well, he was my good friend at the time. <laughs> not anymore, huh? No, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, made a phone call to him while we were at work and claimed to be an A&R rep from Blue Note Records who wanted to sign his band. That's just terrible. Oh, That's me. I caught so much shit for that. But it was so the funniest. Did you did you commission her to do so? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So you were the mastermind. I was the mastermind, but she was the brilliance behind the cell. She had it down. She done a little bit of research. She just he was shooting questions at her because I was like standing in the vicinity while he was on the phone. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And he's all excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awful. Oh, it's you the can't worst. fuck with people's it's dreams. It's the worst. <laughs> fucking prank you could ever play on somebody and oh. and uh you know and then she made a comment that she was also looking to sign my band and he's like what you know and and then of course you know the light bulb went off right, i was standing right. there looking at him oh my god <laughs> but yeah, all i wouldn't be your friend either <laughs> his co-workers fucking hated me for a long time because oh, of that. He, he was crushed cool. his he dreams. He he was cool. He knew about oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So, John, if you ever listen to these podcasts, which you probably don't, but love you, buddy. <laughs> also, he's sorry. <laughs> I'm snow. No, you're no, not sorry. I'm not sorry. It was the greatest <laughs> that's like April the, Fool's joke ever. That's like the, the lottery tickets. You can buy the fake ones that mm-hmm. like make people think they won like $500,000. Yeah. Oh, that's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but other than that, I don't. I'm not really a big prankster. I mean, I don't do a lot of it. So, um, other than that, that's the extreme. That was the. Extreme. I'm a low key prankster. I like hide behind cars and scare the shit out of my friends, and those are the dangerous ones. Those are so. Uh, good segue. Good segue. There here. you go. <laughs> With the tenseness in today's society. You might want to rethink your usual hijinks after hearing some of the stories I'm going to tell you about today of pranks that turned deadly. Oh, 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 oh. Our first story today is about Pramila Lal. Pramila was a teenager from Colorado. She had just finished high school where she was popular and a very successful student. She also excelled in track while in school and was on all the right tracks to become a successful college student and eventually a successful adult. In September of 2013, Pramila and her 12-year-old cousin were on their way to a local football game. We all do that. We all went to football Mm -hmm. games when we were younger. Definitely. And we walked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They decided to stop at her uncle's house where her close friend, Narek Galley, was hanging out with her younger brother, who was 15 at the time. 
Pramila and her cousin proceeded to sneak into the home where they hid. They wanted to jump out and spook um, Gally and her brother. Okay. So there's really not a lot of talk about her cousin after this, um, like where where her cousin was hiding uh, when her cousin came out or if her cousin had seen anything. Um, and I think it's because they were a minor. So okay. that's going to be – It just make the report. Exactly. Yeah. That detail is going to be lost. Um, so Gally and Pramila's brother heard the girls rustling around and assumed that there were intruders in the home. So Galley made the decision that he would regret for the rest of his life. He got his gun out and also furnished a gun for the 15-year-old as well. And they split up to scope out the home and make sure everything was safe. After a few minutes of searching, Galley came to what I would assume to be a bedroom where Pramila was hiding in the closet. She crashed out of the closet screaming, attempting to scare Galley. But at that time, his back was turned to her. He spun around and shot his best friend before noticing she was even there. Gally and the others in the home immediately drove her to the hospital, where she died just an hour after arriving. Pramila's father, Praveen Lal, does not hold any ill will for Gally. He knows how close the pair were, and then that Gally had no intention of killing his best friend. Pramila even encouraged Galley to further his education after high school. She was his, not only his best friend, but also his mentor. Praveen said, Praveen being her father, he said, He is like an older son to me. He has got a life sentence already. Knowing that Galley would struggle for the rest of his life, um, Praveen also said that before Pramila was pronounced dead, <clears throat> excuse me, before Pramila was pronounced dead, Galley told him that he never wanted to touch another gun for the rest of his life, which Praveen said was, quote, a major change of attitude for a man who has been interested in uh, shooting and gun ownership, end quote. Pramila's older sister, Madhuri Lal, even said, quote, we do not want him to go to prison, end quote. So all of this support from Pramila's family says a lot about the relationship between Gally and her family. He was loved dearly like he was a blood relative. So in the end, the police did arrest Gally for providing a firearm to a minor, um, child abuse, and reckless endangerment. But he did not get charged with any anything in relation to murder or the shooting of Pramila. Right. Intense. Uh. Isn't that so? That's you know, so it's, tough. It's interesting. I mean, let's hit on this real quick, and we'll move on because I know you have several. It's interesting because all of us would do that exact same thing. We would all grab our guns if we thought somebody was breaking right. into our house. It doesn't matter how trained you are. Yeah. That jump scare. It's fight or flight. Yep. There's, it's biology. It's not training. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's too bad. It's tough. It's tough. Um, our next story is about a man named Denver St. Clair. In December of 2013, Brad Lee Davis, that's three separate names, Brad, <laughs> middle name Lee, last name Davis, <laughs> got into an altercation with his stepfather, Denver St. Clair. Um, they were at their home in Oklahoma. They had been drinking and hanging out and, you know, just shooting the shit. While Brad's mom, which is Denver's wife, her name was Tressia, 
She was in the hospital getting an operation on her hip. Seemed like a quiet guy's night in um, just four days before Christmas. But as many of us know, drinking can cause friendly situations to turn violent quite fast. Alcohol does have that effect. It does. Not always with intention either. No. Um, So according to Brad, Denver said something distasteful about Tresia, which began an insult spar uh, between Brad and Denver that eventually turned into a physical altercation. Um, According to some statements, Denver could get pretty violent. So they exchanged some punches and eventually, after enough blows, Denver went down unconscious. Brad proceeded to grab the back of Denver's underwear and pull them up over his head. Called. Uh Do you know what that's called? When you pull someone's underwear up and put it over their head. No. You do. I would just call it a wedgie. Atomic wedgie. Atomic wedgie. Remember the lingo, atomic wedgie. (laughs) I kept thinking of swirly. Right, right. Not something that happens a lot anymore. Um, He then took out his phone and took a photo in celebration of Denver's embarrassing position. He grabbed a beer and he sat down to watch TV and wait for Denver to come to so he could see his reaction. Right. After several hours, Brad checked on him and noticed he had no pulse. Realizing what was happening, Brad quickly began to set the scene up to look like self-defense, knowing that Denver has a history of violence. Everybody knows that. He called 911 to report his stepfather was not breathing. And I'm not sure if he called 911 like right away and then was rushing around to set the scene or if he did that and then called. It's kind of unclear. So Denver was pronounced dead that night. Um, the coroner ruled that it, the cause of death was blunt force trauma and asphyxiation. When police arrived, they were feeling a little bit uneasy about the self-defense story that Brad was feeding them. So they soon found out that 33-year-old Brad's presence in the home had been wearing on Denver. And Denver felt that Brad had owed him a large sum of money for giving him a place to live, right? right? right. I mean, it makes sense. Um, Denver was reportedly threatening violence on Brad if he didn't receive some kind of confiscation. Compensation? Yep. That, not conversation. <laughs> you don't want to talk. Some kind of compensation um, for providing a home for Brad. Basically, it seemed like they hated each other. Right. And it was pretty tense, probably unless Tressia was around, which she was in surgery at that time. So Denver hated Brad because he lived at their home and Brad hated Denver because he didn't like the way he treated his mom. Your, okay. Your quintessential... Mm -hmm. you know, stepfather-son argument. Um, So a little bit of background from what I understand. Uh, Tressia did take out a restraining order on Denver back in 2008. She said that he had grabbed her by the throat and threw her through a bathroom door, uh, spraining her wrist in the process. The fight was sparked by Tressia walking walking in on him and a drinking friend. They were in an intimate embrace. Oh, it doesn't say whether male would, or female, yeah. <laughs> which isn't important in reality. But when you're a wife walking in. Right. That, if he was embracing Bob, probably wouldn't have the same reaction as if it was Right. Barbara. She was confused. And so she was confronting him about it. Um, it. It made her uncomfortable. So she was like, hey, what's going on? This is making me uncomfortable. 
and he just attacked her. So Tressie was really scared of Denver. Um, and then in 2013, which was the same year that he was killed, Denver had committed insurance fraud behind um, Tressia's back. He basically had this repair shop that he owned. It was kind of going under, so he burned it down for the insurance money. Mm. She found out, and she presumably went to the police. So he had threatened to blame Brad for the fire. This new issue caused Denver to file for divorce. His wife turned him into the cops. Yeah, yeah. You know. So that would be actually the third time they had done so, filing for divorce. (laughs) Um, Many accounts state that Brad had never been violent before. He acknowledged that he went too far, claiming that he panicked. Things got out of hand before either of them could think. He expressed much regret, saying that he should never even have punched Denver at all. Um, But he just kind of lost it. Right. So he told the judge that he had no intention of killing Denver. He ended up pleading guilty to first-degree murder and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. So that one is kind of off the prank train, but the atomic wedgie thing, I mean, I had to to throw it in there. Um, Do you suppose it would have been different had he not tried to stage it as a self-defense if he did just— I don't think so. I think I think that they might have had maybe more of a history than I could find. Right. You know? Um, and a lot of people in the interviews that I watched said that Denver was, like, well-respected in town, like, well-known, which is odd because he's beating the shit out of his wife. Well, most, most, most um, wife, uh, beaters. wife beaters are in public mm-hmm. a lot nicer. And I white, know of what? <laughs> well, back in the day. Back not, in the day. Not anymore. No more. She done left his ass. Yeah, that's right. He said, no, he got the curb. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another thing. Um, Denver's niece had kind of came forward and said that she doesn't believe this whole spiel about Brad, you know, with the atomic wedgie and everything. She thinks that he intended to kill Um. Denver, which I felt that she's kind of been speaking out on it, so I felt the need to mention her voice right in the yeah. in the fight as well. So, who's to say? You know, I mean, it could right. very well be that that he maybe maybe when it all started, it wasn't that intent, mm-hmm. but as it grew, you know, maybe it became more. Yeah, I am wondering how many times. Brad and Denver had been in a scuffle previous. Right. Even if it was just one or two, that tells you that they have a history of hashing things out physically. Yeah, but they're pissed, yeah. Right, right. So the one thing that kind of made me lean more towards it was just the usual fist fight, but Brad took it further by giving him the wedgie because, I mean, if they've been in five fist fights, it just keeps happening. He wanted to embarrass him. So the only thing that makes me think about going in that direction is that from all accounts, Brad had no violence in his history. Right. People were saying he was not violent at all. So it makes me think, not to speak ill of the dead, but that Denver probably initiated yeah. the scuffle and Well, it sounds like price. he sounds like in his own house he was a very violent man. Yeah, and I was wondering if he threw her through a door, come on, you know. Right. I mean 
I am not condoning murder, but throw my fucking mom through a door and see what the fuck I do to you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's how it boils out right there. <laughs> Our next story is about a man named James McRae. In October of 2010, a group of teens were out teeping. Oh yeah, that's a that's a right. October, ancient pastime. Halloween. Yep. Right. Everybody's amped up. It's the end of summer. It's going to be cold. It's like our last hurrah before winter. Or if maybe you were at Blueberry Festival and, you know, did it to a house that's <laughs> down in the suburbs. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Not speaking of anything specific that's or anyone. Not, that is very specific, Golden Jay. <laughs> I drove by a house yesterday. Was the oh, really? Was, yeah, it was TP. Oh, nice. I saw one TP the other day, too. I can't remember where it was. I love seeing that. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like I... seeing it at my house, but at other people's places. Right, yeah, right. Like fucking awesome. I'm going to say this with... Without trying to sound weird, but I want some high school friends so I can go teeping. <laughs> I will drive the car as long as it's not my car. Let's do this. No, inciting crime. I'm not doing that. I'm not inciting. In a minor. Crime. Well, no, it's just you're you right. You said high school. You're right. Super weird. <laughs> I take back everything I just said. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, whether it be Halloween, homecoming, end of the school year, it doesn't matter. Teens use. Used to toilet paper houses any chance I got, oh, yeah. any reason. It did not matter. Oh, we're bored. Let's go to Dollar General and buy eight packs of toilet paper and mm-hmm. TP the principal's house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was just the way we did things. It's mm. how we let off COVID. steam. <laughs> not during COVID. Not during right. COVID. You couldn't even find toilet paper. Right. You probably get thrown in prison for I that know. shit. Yep. Or the people that you TP'd were damn happy to have it. Right. They're like picking it out of the trees, like putting it in totes. Like, let's put this by the dehumidifier. We'll dry this out. It'll be fine. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been TPing tons of times. I'm sure you have, too. A couple. Not really that much. Really? Yeah. What did you guys do back in the day? You just like, like, uh, what is it, Days and Confucius, like smoke weed and paddle freshmen? (laughs) I paddled freshmen. I never smoked (laughs) weed. (laughs) That's crazy. I did, uh, you know, I might have drank some whiskey, but other than that, I didn't really do much anything. No, no, no pranks in high school? Man, you know, I I was, how do I put this? And, and we're a little a off subject. I, no. A little off subject here. Um, I lived in a, in a very strict uh, household. Mm. You know, not like, you know, you got to have. You know, you do your homework, eat your supper, go to bed type thing. But, you know, I had a curfew. I had to be home. Um, and, you know, she always wanted to know where I was, what I was doing. So I didn't do things that would get me in trouble because mm-hmm. I needed as much freedom as I had right. could get. Because band practices didn't end at 11 o'clock. You know, sometimes <laughs> they would go a lot later. And, you know, I had to be home at 11, even on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I did my best. To, I did my best to try to stay, you know, within the uh, the happiness the, the happiness of my mom. Aw, so that's so sweet. Yeah. I fucking hated my mom. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, bitch! You work nice. I can do whatever I want." <laughs> I didn't. I, had I didn't too have that luxury. much freedom as a high schooler. I had way too much freedom. I surprised I made it out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So anything, anything, anything. Any way, um, the littering aspect aside, 
teeping is a fairly harmless prank, right? It is extremely harmless. It's just kind of aggravating. You right. Know? Littering and then whoever has to do the cleanup. Yeah. Those are the only two things that are bad about it. And if someone needs toilet paper and we buy it all from the store. Right. Um, so, but what if the person who owns the property you're, you're vandalizing thinks that you're robbing them? Mm. They just see shadows on their property. Well, that's what happened in this rural Alabama town. So 34-year-old James Luther McRae contacted police after seeing four teenagers in his yard. He thought he was being robbed. I mean, there's just four people running around on his property. He was in a his truck and he was towing a trailer. So when the teens spotted him, like he was coming their way, they jumped in their car and they took off. Obviously, that's why you have someone in the driver's seat as a getaway. <laughs> um, McRae was following them, trying to get close enough to at least read the license plate. You know, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, while in pursuit, though, he lost control of his truck and then he overcorrected. So he went off of the road and went through a fence, flipping his vehicle. He was also on the phone and he had forgotten to buckle his seatbelt because mm. he was trying to to read their tag it was just this big moment you know so he hadn't buckled his seatbelt either it was just a recipe for disaster um during the crash he was ejected from his truck the police investigation into the accident eventually led to three minor girls and one 18 year old man that were tp'ing that night and that combination sounds like a whole nother podcast to me Mm. just saying but minor can be 17 so you, you don't know Oh, um, wait, what What kind of podcast are we talking about? Because maybe I'll start that one up. What? <laughs> Three minors. Well, let's, let's take the minors out of it. Three That's girls and a guy sounds like a damn good podcast. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm saying an 18-year-old lugging around three minors. Okay, okay sorry. But no, I My see brain where you're going with else. that. Yeah. Um, so when these three girls were tracked down, they were very forthcoming upon questioning. They obviously meant no harm to anyone, um, physically. They say that they saw headlights behind them and then the headlights turned. They assumed the guy just went home. So they ended up not getting charged with any crimes related to the crash. Um, the police in this area, however, saw this as a turning point. They no longer brush off these harmless things done by teenagers. They have a zero-tolerance policy for TPing, egging, and any other common high school pranks. Um, they state that they're not trying to put kids in prison by any means. However, a man who was trying to practice family died because of their carelessness. Right. So if any teens are caught, they will have to face authorities now instead of just being sent home to their parents. So something weird about this story is when I was reading about it, what caught my eye was the word rolling. So it said man died after chasing teenagers for rolling his property. So I wasn't sure what that meant. And that's kind of what made me like look into this. And that apparently – and I found multiple articles from Alabama calling TPing rolling. They just Hmm. call it rolling. Okay. So, so it and, has to do with a roll of TP. Exactly, yeah. Right so it's rolling because you're in the end, you just end up with the roll, the right. empty roll. But um, also, while researching this specific story, all of my ads were toilet paper and paper <laughs> towel ads, which I thought was kind of funny. 
every time. Right, right. They just, they just know. They just know. They do know. They do know. Our next story is about Jeffrey Charbonneau. On Thanksgiving Day in 2010, Nicholas Bell, 22, and Jeffrey Charbonneau, 24, had family at their Vermont homes for the holidays. So, yeah. Vermont. Uh huh. So it was Thanksgiving Day. They decided to escape to a mutual friend's house. Um, I believe they stayed the night at this mutual friend's house the night of the 24th, so the night before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, Around 8 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, Nick Bell found what he believed to be an airsoft gun at at their mutual friend's house. Jeffrey was still asleep at this time. Nick was messing around with this weapon and was thinking about, like, wanting to scare uh, Jeff awake by shooting a pellet near him. Uh, when he pulled the trigger, he fatally shot his friend Jeff with a twenty two caliber rifle. Nick states he didn't even think he had the gun aimed at his friend, just near him. He said that it was just a few seconds between when he picked up the gun and when he shot his friend Jeff. The way... The way some okay, sorry. The way some of the other articles read, it seems like he he wasn't even like ready to pull the trigger yet. He was just kind of like messing around with the gun and he, like examining it and then he accidentally pulled the trigger, which again wouldn't be a big deal if it was an airsoft gun. Right. Unless you like hit somebody in the eye basically. Right. Um, Nick admitted to being stupid and careless uh, during his allocation around two years after the shooting. He said, quote, there are no words I can say that can tell you how truly sorry I am. I am responsible for Jeffrey's death, he added. Jeff was a cherished member of the Charbonneau family, a teacher, a peacemaker, a brother, a son, and an uncle. The Charbonneau family wanted to see bell sentenced to the maximum time allowed uh nick bell's father spoke on his behalf stating that he empathizes with the with the charbonneau family as the bell family had lost a member of their own to a senseless accident as well also noting that they loved jeff as their own son you know when he was over with them Ultimately, Nick Bell was charged with manslaughter, in which he pleaded no contest. He served about a year in prison, getting released in June of 2013. I didn't find any comments or interviews from after he was released, so I'm assuming that he's kind of staying on the DL. I can't even imagine the struggle he's been through in the past 10 years since that happened, and he's probably still struggling to this day. I mean, it was his best friend. Right, right. But once again, people, this is the... Uh, epitome of you if it's not yours don't fuck with it right and let's face it you know guns are not toys so even if you think it's an airsoft gun don't point it at your buddy yeah if it's not your own yeah registered in your name or you know you didn't purchase you just you just don't know clearly i mean it's not like they were kids they were 22 and 24 they were men just being careless that one, that one hit me. That one was hard to. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's just pointless. I mean, it was a pointless death that didn't need to happen just because you want to. 
I can't imagine. Think oh, watch about, this. I'm gonna I'm gonna scare him away. Right. Think about the alternate universe where like it was an airsoft gun and like it he shot it and it you know ricocheted off the wall and hit the light and the light shattered and they all got in trouble and then it was no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Something that they laugh about the following Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. God, that's so fucking sad. But okay, wait a second. Let, let let's let's take a pause. Um, you're not going to wake him up unless you actually hit him with it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. An airsoft gun's not going to make a loud noise like a like a regular gun would make it when, right. when you shoot a it bullet. It kind of does. It's a little pop, and then I think it's more the the pellet like hitting things right. probably would be. But yeah, like I said, I don't think he meant to pull the trigger when he did. I think he was just looking at it, thinking about what he was going to do. And like I said, like he had stated, I mean, it was mere seconds. He picked it up. He's having these thoughts. He's looking at it and boom, it's done. Right. So, I mean, I don't even think he probably if it was if he hadn't have accidentally pulled the trigger, he probably would have thought it through and not even done it at all. Well, That's true, too. That's kind of what I where I'm at with what you're hoping. Yeah. 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 I don't think he had any any ill intention. Poor guy. I mean, obviously, poor Jeff, number one. But right. our last story is about Jacinthia Saldana. So it's pretty common practice for radio shows to prank call people. Oh, like yeah. you hear yeah. that all the time, right? Yeah. And it's funny. Oh, it's yeah. usually like credit card stuff, like, oh, you're you know, I ran your credit card or I have all your credit card info. That's just the most recent one I heard was about credit cards. <laughs> Using a silly name, fake credit card charges, etc. It's usually pretty harmless. But the hosts of the Austereo Hot 30 Countdown, Mel Krieg and Mike Christian, took it a little bit too far. Or you could say it got a little bit too far as I don't see in what universe they thought that this call would be believed at all. Okay. So we all remember the royal wedding hype. Hmm. I mean, it was everywhere. It was everything people were talking about. But for the younger people, I'm not talking about Henry and Meghan Markle. I am talking about Prince William and Kate Middleton back in Ooh. 2011. See, I was going to go deeper than that oh, when shit. I was going to go Charles and Diane. Ooh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Diana never, was... Which reminds me, I have not gotten invited to any of those. Bullshit. I know. I figured you'd be DJ. I know, right? You're going to DJ my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to marry myself, Well, but... you know, it'll still be a party. <laughs> um, a year and a half after their royal spring wedding, on December 2nd, 2012, it was announced by the hospital that Kate was pregnant. Kate was in St. James Place at King Edward II Hospital at the time that the announcement uh, was made on December 2nd, and she was apparently staying there for a few days. Mel and Mike made their phone call on December 4th. This phone call, the, the prank call, was answered by Jacinthia. Mel posed as Queen Elizabeth II, asking to speak with her granddaughter Kate. Jacinthia politely obliged and transferred her to Kate's nurse. Kate's nurse and Mel were on the phone for about two minutes, where Christian chimed in here and there, posing as the Prince of Wales. This prank was cleared by the network lawyers and broadcast the following day on December 5th, when the hospital chief executive, John Lofthouse, 
learned of the prank call, he condemned it as an act of journalistic trickery that no nurse should have to deal with. That statement, I feel like, is overlooked but so strong. Nurses have to have to worry about so much shit, especially when caring for someone of note, like um, the Duchess of fucking Wales or whatever her <laughs> title is. For them to have to try to filter out like prank calls and shit, like they should just not have to do that. The CEO of the radio station said that they tried to get in touch with the nurses to get consent for the release of the recording, but they could not. Um, okay, I'm sorry. You dropped it the day after you called. How hard did you fucking try to get a hold of these nurses? Nurses work like 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. You need to give them a few days to call you back, right? It's ridiculous. She's like, very, you didn't she try that fucking hard. strong about this. Seriously. <laughs> come on. Sometimes it takes like a month to respond to shit. Well, not even a whole day. Ridiculous. So... The day after the broadcast on December 6th, the radio station issued a brief apology for any inconvenience caused by their actions. Although Christian continued to promote, quote, the royal prank on Twitter. Neither Saldana nor the nurse, um, sorry, neither Saldana nor the other nurse were disciplined or suspended by the hospital. St. James Place also indicated they did not blame the nurses at all for their part in the incident. On the morning of December 7th, 2012, Jacynthia was found dead by suicide in the nurses' quarters by security and other staff. She had left three notes behind. The first note blamed the prank call for her want for death. Second were her funeral arrangements. And the third note was criticizing her employer for the way that things were handled. Following the news of Saldana's suicide, Asterio's CEO, right? Nope, it's probably Reese, not Rice. Reese Holleran said that Grieg and Christian were both, quote, deeply shocked and would not return to their radio show until further notice. On December 10th, Grieg and Christian gave their first interviews since Saldana's death, telling Nine Networks, um, okay, telling Nine Networks a current affair and Seven networks today, tonight. So these are shows on different networks in Australia, I'm assuming, um, that they were, quote, badly shaken over the tragedy. The station donated all ad revenue for the rest of that year to Jacinthia's family. They also canceled their Christmas party and donated all funds to two nonprofits called Beyond Blue and Lifeline. I'm assuming they're both suicide prevention, awareness, nurse support, something along those lines. lines, yeah. Yeah. By January of 2013, Mel and Mike's show had been canceled altogether. Despite public outrage, especially in India, no charges were filed in relation to Jacinthia's death. The burial ceremony for Jacinthia was held on December 17, 2012 in Shirva in Karnataka, India. More than a 1,000 people attended the mass and the burial ceremony, including many prominent um, Indian dignitaries. Any of the royal family show up to any of that stuff? Did did they make any comments? I didn't see a note of that, but if you really think about it, they were victims too. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that they needed to monetarily monetize, you know. Right, 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 right. But I'm just saying, you know, 
because of this is what caused the radio station to do that. Right. I didn't know if they would just reach out and right. you know give their sympathy. You know or what? I probably put a thousand dollars down that they did. They probably reached out to the family, at least had some kind of conversation and some kind of not necessarily monetary compensation, but something to give them a little bit of closure. Right. I can't imagine they didn't, but it probably wasn't publicized. They probably did it in private. And that's and that's perfectly fine. Right. I I just was I was was curious. Um, In the United States, that phone call should have never gotten beyond the switchboard because of. Well, for starters, the high profile of of their patient mm-hmm. um, would have been nixed from the very beginning, right? Um, but 2012, eh, HIPAA's ten, been it's HIPAA, like 10 years HIPAA ago. violation has been has been pretty strict for quite a mm-hmm. while now. I, uh, you know, you know me, I've been involved in all that for the last 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I worked with very closely with our switchboard people. They were friendly. The, the one was a really good friend of mine. So I know that there is no information that it should be given out that early in in that uh, right, process. Right. Now, obviously, this is another country. I'm not sure what their what their things are, but mm-hmm. I would think, and I would think that uh, it should have never went beyond that point from the initial. Uh, switchboard phone right. call. I was thinking that too. Like, where would it have started? Yeah, you it know? had to have started there. They had to have worked through the switchboard to get to the to nurses. get to even to just Cynthia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, um, I feel for him, and I and it's absolutely horrible that that she had so much guilt and all that. But I don't know. It just it's it's heartbreaking, pretty much. Right, and like I I know where you're going a little bit. Like me. They probably had no idea that it, they would even get through to right. to their personal nurse. That right. I don't think that was obviously that was their intention, but I don't think yeah, they, they ever thought you didn't that think that it would happen. Get that far. Yeah, right, for and sure. then let alone okay, now it happened. Yeah, how would you know someone would would it would affect somebody yeah, to exactly. that extent? Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It, how do I put this? I, I don't want it to feel or sound like victim shaming because I don't want to be. I'm not going down that avenue. I just think that in the United States, there's certain we have certain protocols to get that so that that's protected, mm-hmm. so that that shit doesn't happen. Right. I'm sure after this, they probably do too. Now. I would imagine they probably yeah. do. And it's too bad. It absolutely is too bad that it went that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's back up. Um, those guys should have never. I mean, I I I understand. Because now they're like, look what we did, whoa. You know, they're cheering for themselves. They're patting themselves on the back and shit like that. But, you know, once prank's over, guys, let it go. You know, don't hound on it for another few days. And, and, you know, you did it. It, It's done. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. And If they would have gotten a hold of just Cynthia, if they would have taken – because they needed her consent to release it. And they they released it without it. So if they would have waited, she definitely would not have given them that consent, right. and then we wouldn't be talking about it. Right that's now. true too. Yep. They should have went through those that that, and that's not the hosts. The hosts probably didn't even come up with that. You know, right? Right. They probably were told, "Hey, we're gonna try to do this." They're just the faces of you know. They're not behind the scenes of all of that. Not to say they weren't, but yeah, I'm yeah, sure a I'm lot sure of ideas they, get thrown around yeah. and. Only a handful of them are actually. And if their lawyers theirs. approve that, 
Because, you know, all that stuff has to go through the uh, the radio station right. lawyers to be I approved. I think it's probably because they didn't get, like, any too specific of information. It was already announced that she was pregnant and everything. Right. So it's not like they were like, oh, like, she, you know, she's bleeding or there was no right, violence. Yeah. It was, she has morning sickness. That was literally all the information that they got, really. So I think that's probably – it seemed harmless. Hmm. But I think Jacynthia was so embarrassed – yeah, that's that too bad. she transferred them over. She made a mistake. She did, and and and, and I don't know that you, she. Yeah, I don't know that that's worth that little of a mistake is worth taking your life over. But I, I think maybe it's probably more of the the. I bet yeah, she was getting all kinds of flack from the she community. She would and, still be getting shit for that to this day. Oh, if yeah. she was alive, yep. people would only be like, "Oh, you're that girl. You're the nurse that did that." Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. So, um, she was Jacynthia was born in Chirva, where her funeral was held um, in India. She moved to England in two thousand and two. She did have her struggles with mental health previously and was on antidepressants. Um, she was just forty six when she took her life. So, yeah, that I thought this topic was kind of cool because. Like, lighthearted pranking, like I said before, is a staple in my life. Like, I need it to survive. Right. And and the lives of the my friends and the people I love. I mean, it's, like I said before, borderline torture at times. Um, and we never think twice about doing it. It's just It just comes naturally. Right. Just the act of making others afraid, I guess. Right. It's really, with me, it's it's just jumping out of corners and, like, scaring people. Well, I mean, we all do it. I mean, you... you you know, you talk about that, you know, uh, I'll talk about, you know, the little back and forth that me and Colton got going on. You know, it's just, you know, it's for fun. It's ribbing. Yeah. It's just, you know. It's, you have to have that kind of rapport with that yeah, person. Exactly. Um, But it does, I mean, they can go too far and you can hit somebody at the wrong time yeah. too. You know, obviously you don't want to jump out and scare your friend that conceal carries. Yep. That's stupid. To do, you know, it's risky, not stupid. I'm sorry. It's risky. Yes. Because you don't know how that person's going to react. Yep. You don't know what happened to them that day. They may have been followed that day and maybe on edge. You don't know that unless you talk to them. And, you right. know, so you really got to think. So before you hide behind that wall or throw that egg or make that phone call, take a second to think about who you're pranking and what outcomes may play out. Right. Nice. That's it. All right. <laughs> That's right. all. I have been looking forward to this uh, since, you know, we talked uh, earlier this week about, you know, recording today. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I spilled the doing. beans to Jeremy That's because right. Alicia wasn't here, so we decided to chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been excited, and he didn't disappoint. Those are some good Those are some good stories. So Yeah, I didn't want it to be too lighthearted, but I didn't want it to be too dark, so I, I feel like I found a decent yeah. line. Yep. It was some oh, good ones. good. Well, thanks. And, uh... That's crazy. Don't prank. Just, just be can't. careful when you I can't. just be careful when you prank. How's that? Yeah. That's what I Because I, I mean, say. it could even just be someone's walking out of the kitchen to turn the radio up, and they have a knife in their hand, and you're going to scare them. They're going to fucking cut you. Like, or, or they're going to think. Or that the, what if they jump and cut themselves? Right. Or they get scared and fall. Or yeah. I mean, there's just so what many. What if they get, What if they jump and? Shit their pants and stab your dog. 
<laughs> so many things. Now we're just final destination. Uh, well, you see, the thing is, is that you know, you talk about that. My my not Jennifer, which is the you know my new boss, but my mm-hmm. my old boss Deb. We used to do that to her all the time. We're just coming around the corner, and be like, "Yo, what's up?" Oh yeah. Uh, how many times she actually peed her pants? <laughs> Yeah, Wait, we jump scare. We jump scare at work constantly. <laughs> it's so bad. There's this one girl, our contents lead girl. She is just she's she's like a sassy little tiny little cricket. I don't even know. Uh-huh. And um yeah, you scare her, she screams so loud. I scared her on accident last week. I meant to scare my friend Nina, and it wasn't <laughs> Nina. It was Morgan and she yelled so loud. It was uh-huh. hilarious. Yep. So yeah, I live for that shit. But it's it's gotta be. You gotta think about those things. Yep, definitely, you gotta think about it because you never know. Because then also, what if it's not your friend that comes around the corner? What if it's like I was trying to scare Nina? We went to get sushi the other week, and I was with her girlfriend, and we hid in a bush around a corner, and I jumped out, and it was not Nina. <laughs> it was somebody else, and they looked at me real weird, like, "Why are you coming out of a bush right now?" Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'm scaring my friend. They're like, no one's coming. And I was like, uh, shit. <laughs> what if it's a little old lady and you give her a heart attack? Right. Yeah. There's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. Oh, pranking and, is never going to be the same I now. know. You you did this to yourself. <laughs> we should put a disclaimer at the beginning. If you like to prank. Do not listen to no, this. No, you need to listen. But listen with caution. Uh-huh. Because it will kind of ruin it for you. At least for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. Oh, okay. Dang, we should fucking, we should secret record without Alicia sometimes. This is fun. (laughs) God, without her hair all over the place and her freaking, the ladybug's not even here. I think it just comes with her. Yeah. Myrtle's not even here. There was no voices while we were recording. Oh my God. She's the problem. We love you, Alicia. We do love you, Alicia. I think Hurry is this back. episode going to drop before we record again? Yes, yes, it will. It'll it'll drop. This she better Friday. fucking listen before <laughs> we record. Oh boy. Okay. So, like always, before we wrap up, um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the other members of the Golden Mojo Network of podcasts. We've got Golden Image Podcast. We've got the Call Guys. We have the United States of Paranormal and our newest edition, the Indiana Chiefs Fans Podcast. Jeremy, promo. Find them them all on (laughs) Facebook, everyone. Every one of those is on Facebook, and they are all on your favorite streaming sites. Always. You name the streaming site, we have gotten on it. We're excited, and uh, we want you to listen to... uh, all the others too mm-hmm. because there's a lot of crossovers and a lot of different things that we keep doing so yeah we're one big family we all talk yeah so and especially if you haven't listened to the crossover episode with the call guys and murder nerds that was probably that's a, a close tie for first for recording like the funnest recording session right. aside from uh camp murder nerds it's yeah it's between the two those were both <laughs> really fun nights that we had well, so. hopefully we'll figure out how to get uh, uh, Murderers and Team Tejas from yeah. United States Paranormal. And, we should go to Texas. Uh, I, my Texas plans got canceled, by the I, way. Yeah, I was going to say, I know we were talking about it, yep. but. Uh, I love going down there and recording with those guys. I've done it. It's, it is so much fun, and uh, they're doing a great job. And 
big yeah, things they to do. Come. The chemistry between those guys yeah. is on point. Yeah. Um. So we the call guys that which you host all of our podcasts except for Murderers and the Call Guys. Am yep. I right? So yeah, the Call Guys is Gunner and Colton. They discuss pop culture, movie, TV shows, whatever they feel like talking about. They usually have an overall theme for every usually, episode. Though. Usually, this last week, this last week was uh, the, what they called the All About Us Part Two, where they just talked about just them. Yeah, their, I haven't listened to those two. Their, I don't really uh, care about what like their their shit. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just behind. I'm just behind. <laughs> She doesn't care. Okay, Colton. That that just opened up a whole new door. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Come at me, bro. Come at me, Colton. Um, Two Sop is our paranormal podcast. Dig it. Check it out. Um, we've got um, Golden Image podcast. They review and or they go to places, yeah. eat, experience whatever that situation is. Yeah. And then and... we tell you about it and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Help you find places that maybe you didn't know you want to go. Yeah, wait. Um, what's we, we, you guys have a tagline that we made up? They go do things, so you'll want to go do things. There you go. Something along yep. those lines. Perfect. <laughs> um. So links and social media for all of these podcasts, like Jeremy said, can be found um, on. Nope, not right. Can be found on our. Show notes. That's right. You brought up Facebook. The Facebooks will be listed in our show notes. Yep. Um, on our and on our social media pages. Go and support our small podcast network. The more support, the more we grow, the better the content we can put out for all of you fine people. Yes. Um, do you have anything that you want to tell us? Do you have a case you'd like us to research for a future episode? Two stop included. Mm-hmm. Um, you can contact us at murdnerds at gmail.com or just search murdnerds on all popular social media. If you would rather be anonymous with your opinions, located in our bios on all social media platforms is a Linktree account that you can click and find at the top a link to our survey page. It is all completely anonymous. And while you're on our social media pages, you can find photos and a map of each case we cover. That might change for this week because that'd be five maps. Um, <laughs> don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you are an Apple podcast or a Spotify listener, please rate and review within the app. This is the best and easiest way to help support us at Murdnerds. Um, plus, it's completely free. It helps us move up in the charts, gets us noticed by sponsors and ads and all that fun stuff. So go do it, please. Please. Um, if you would like to help support the cop, the cobcast. The cops. The cobcast. <laughs> if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, you can pledge a monthly donation of ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. If you're feeling oh so generous. Saucy. Um, this helps us at Murd Nerds with equipment, merch, licensing, and anything else it could take um, to make Murd Nerds possible for us and for you. This is not a money-making venture for us. We do not do this to make money. Those, both of those sentences mean the exact same thing. <laughs> um, but it does take money, and it takes time, and it takes energy, this process that we do for you and for us. Because obviously we like hanging out with each other. <laughs> Um, we it's use crazy. our own money, right? We use our own money 
<clears throat> Jeremy's money to fund everything that goes into our all of our podcasts. Um, the small amount that we have been making off of ad revenue is going right back into the studio, uh, back to Jeremy to make everything bigger and better for you, our listeners. So if you can, please show your support by pledging a donation each month or even purchasing some awesome merch. Um, right now we are on... Um, our Murd Merch shop, which is located, the link's within our social media. We are in the process of transitioning to a new vendor. So we won't be super mad at you if you want to wait until we switch all of that over. We understand. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's all for me. All right. Nothing from you? Nothing from me. Okay. You got it all covered. So until next week, stay safe out there.